0: You're listening to Our Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sahlain.orgslash support. Previously, we examined the construction of the Mosque of Medina and the companions had the honor of participating in this very important and historical event. Not only men participated, we have references of women also participating in the construction of Medina's mosque. Now in Arabia, this was somewhat unusual to allow women to take part in construction and carry rocks, stones other building material and to assist remember Arabia was a very conservative society women were marginalized they were always treated as second-class citizens and to give them a role like that was quite unusual but the Prophet sallallahu alaihi allowed them to take part in the construction of the mosque and that reflects the openness of the religion of Islam It reflects the high status that the Prophet ﷺ gave to women at that time. So some companions may have found this unusual, that women are also participating, but the Prophet ﷺ did not ban them. The Prophet ﷺ gave his approval, and he did allow them to participate in the construction of the mosque. And this, you know, goes a long way in showing how open the Prophet sallallahu how open he was to the positive contributions of women in society. At a time when this was something you know almost unheard of, don't compare it to our standards today, look at the standards at that time in seventh century Arabia, this was very very unusual. And really the Prophet sallallahu alayhi was very progressive when it came to the active and positive participation of women in society. So the masjid was constructed and it became a very important center in the city of Medina. Now one of the challenges that the muhajirin had in Medina, those who had migrated to Medina, was that the environment And the weather of Medina was not that healthy. According to historical records, Medina always suffered from epidemics, diseases, illnesses, viruses, you name it. Such that it was known that whoever would visit Medina, in fact they would get a fever, sometimes they would die, you know, they would be in bad shape. And some historians have stated this is one reason why Medina was called Yathrib. When the Prophet ﷺ migrated to Medina, its name was Yathrib. The historic name is Yathrib. Now there are two opinions as to why Medina was given this name. One opinion says it goes back to a man by the name of Yathrib. His first name was Yathrib. He was from the the Amalekites. They were one of the first inhabitants of this region. So his name was Yathrib and how and this is how the city acquired this name. But then you have a second group of historians who believe the word Yathrib is a negative word. It comes from the Arabic word, uh, you know, Athraba. It has a negative connotation. It means... You know, something that is rebuked, something that is corrupt, we call that اثربة, لا تثريب عليكم اليوم The Qur'an even uses that in that sense. So the word yathrib really has a negative meaning in the Arabic language. Corruption, blame, something negative. And that's why the Prophet صلى الله عليه وآله, when he arrived in Medina, he changed the name of the city. One of the names that the Prophet gave to Medina was Tayba. One of the names of Medina is Taybah, the good city, the pleasant city. And the Prophet actually made a dua according to some narrations. He said when the Muhajireen complained to him, they told him, Ya Rasulallah, where did you come? You came to a city that's known for diseases, for problems. It's not the best environment and we're getting sick over here. So the Prophet made a dua and he said, Allahumma habbib ilayna al Madina. O oh Allah, make this city pleasant to us. Kama ilayna Makkah, Just as we, the migrants, loved Mecca and the environment of Mecca. O Ashad, even allow us to love Medina more. barik lana. fi wa O Allah, give us the blessings of Medina. In, in our food, in our sustenance. O Oh Allah, take the waba, the epidemics, the diseases, the fevers that people are struck with over here to another place. It is reported that after the Prophet sallallahu alaihi made this du'a, made this supplication, the situation changed in Medina. Its environment became healthy, became very pleasant, and those companions and the people of medina you know stopped getting sick as much as they would before that so this was the barakah of the prophet of the prophet his 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 uh, existence there his presence there and his dua so this also shows that names have an impact on you know, yes islam does teach us that negative names have negative effects and impacts that's why it's highly recommended to name your children positive names Arabs had this uh, custom even until today in some parts of the world. They give negative names. Names with negative meanings, derogatory meanings. It has an effect. It really does have an effect. While a name we only tend to think of it as something merely symbolic. But it has physical impacts. Yes, words, names have real impact on our lives. There's a lot of science even behind this. About positive words having positive impact. Negative words having a negative impact. So, this word Yathrib, which comes from the root word Athraba, right? Which has a negative meaning, a meaning of blame, a meaning of corruption. The Prophet changed it. Give this city a beautiful name, Tayba, the good city, the pleasant city. And subhanAllah, when that name change was made, the, the situation changed in Medina. It really did become a pleasant city. So this is an example of the role of names and how they have an impact. A positive name will have a positive impact. Now there was this man from the Ansar, who was desperately waiting for the Prophet ﷺ to come to Medina. See the Ansar, they had pledged allegiance to the Prophet and all of them who gave him allegiance, they welcomed him in Medina and they stayed true to their allegiance. Except, of course, we mentioned Abdullah ibn Ubayy, who did not welcome the Prophet sallallahu One of those Muhajj Ansar men had the name of Al-Bara' ibn Ma'roor. Al-Bara' was the first person in Mecca, in the allegiance of Aqaba, to give allegiance to the Prophet. Remember those 12, the first 12, at the allegiance of Aqaba, who in Mecca came to the Prophet and they told him, we recognize you as the Messenger of Allah, we call, welcome you to Medina, come to Medina. And the Prophet assigned them as the Nuqaba, the leaders of the Ansar who would be representing Islam. The first of them to extend his hand, to give allegiance to the Prophet was Al-Bara' ibn Ma'roor. And he gave a speech and he mobilized the Ansar to support the Prophet So he played a very important role in encouraging the Ansar to welcome the Prophet and to facilitate the Hijra. Now he was waiting for the Prophet to come but one or two months, about a month before the Prophet arrived in Medina, he passed away. So he was anxiously waiting for the Prophet to come to Medina but Allah ﷻ, you know decided to take him so, the Prophet goes to his grave, and he prays on him, and he says, "Allahumma 'iftir lahuhu, warhamhu, wa qad fa'alta." Oh Allah, have mercy on him. Oh Allah, forgive him. Be pleased with him, and I know that you have been pleased with him. So he was one of the great Muslims, one of the companions of the Prophet, who died right before the Hijra. And the Prophet ﷺ did a very beautiful prayer for him. Now al bara before he died, in his will, he dedicated one-third of his money to the Prophet. He said, I want one-third of my inheritance to be given as a gift to Rasulullah The Prophet took that money and he gave it to the inherit his inheritors, to his waratha, to his family. You know, he thanked them for their generosity, but he gave it back. So let's remember these great heroes who truly sacrificed for the religion of Islam.